from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans. Hey, I know those guys. To the 42nd edition of the Hammer Down Racing Report. Yeah. In the studio with us tonight, your 2017 Dirt Car Late Model National Champion, Rusty Schlenk. Top five in UMP Summer Nationals. Also, Blake is sitting over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if he, if, we, if, he, if he thinks he's got something to say, we can point a microphone at him. Danny's over there. and you hear me. you hear me. I'm want... Scott Hammer, Ron Miller right over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same place I'm always. Lots to cover tonight. We're going to talk to Rusty about uh, his time running the Hell Tour and uh, ended up uh, finishing fourth, first time uh, running it. So we'll, we'll, ask what, we'll ask him to grade himself a little bit later so you can start <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah. Um, also, we have the official uh, weekend weather pit stop, which is uh, you, you want pretty pay, exciting. You want to pay attention to that. That's coming up. I wonder if uh, any promoters actually listen to Ryan Weekman's uh, forecast, racing forecast. I have him do. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> only when it sounds good. All right. Did you watch the uh, truck race last night? I did from Eldora. I did. You know, it, it was an okay race up until like five to go, and then it got really good. Okay. We'll talk about that uh, coming up as well. Uh, if you are a racer and you need, not an e-racer, just a racer, you need race car parts, service, well, actually both these guys in here, but uh, we're talking about Ron right now. Ron Miller Race Cars, give him a call, 734-856-7223. Uh, safety equipment and um, during the off-season, gift cards, gift, oh, gift certificates. It- Repairs, whatever you need, yeah. and it uh, it doesn't need to be a, a circle track car because we'll, we'll work on anything. Like Munster cars. If we they do. don't go in circles, I always send them to Ron. <laughs> 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 All right, then. Um, well, let's start off uh, with uh, last weekend's action. You know what? I should probably... No, actually, I promised I was going to make an announcement. The Hammer Racing uh, team was having an announcement. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do that now. Uh, their driver suffered a non-racing injury that uh, is requiring him to take two weeks off. Stop. Am I good now? Can you see me? You can't fix everything, Ron. I can, it's too. Good. It's better than yeah, it was. Yeah, well, that's why, usually why I stand up, because it works better. But, right, uh, but... Yeah, no, I, I broke no, my I, ankle, so... I can, I, I can see it. You, you look good, I, Scott. You thanks. look great. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah, so I'm off for uh, two weeks. So if it rains out this weekend, I'm not going to cry about it. Then you're it. only off for one week. That's not that an sounds excuse, like kind of That sounds like a Scott Bloomquist rule, absolutely. I've won races with a broken ankle. That's yeah. not an excuse. Well, I got, uh, <laughs> I got things that need to work out to pay the doctor bills, so I, I don't want to jeopardize that. I hear you. Thus, and I also need to put the car back together. And I'm, I'm, I, need to, I think that's Ron's job. I need, I need some parts uh, to do that. And, so. and it is, and yeah. So, so that's the announcement. Uh, Hammer Racing will not be at the track, uh, at least uh, Oakshade, for a couple weeks. Minimum. That's what I was told. I have to go back for a checkup. So. I heard that you were going to be taking applications for substitute drivers. Oh, yeah, maybe some of my substitute announcers will be uh, racing. I, I, I think Rudy fits in the car. So really? Maybe, maybe if we get it back together, we'll see. Oh, I don't no. know that he's been in a race car. I'll have to ask him. So well, it, could, yeah. it could be a, a celebrity race, sort of. Sure. That, right there's Rudy! You want to drive my race car? We, we were just talking about you and uh, finding a, a, someone to drive for me. I was going to ask would if you I be could. But... <laughs> it, you would fit in my seat, so that wouldn't be a problem. Size, yeah. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> All right. It's Rudy Morales, everybody. Help. He'll actually be taking over the uh, mic uh, a week from Saturday at Oakshade because I will be at a rehearsal dinner. My brother's getting married. I saw that. So, yeah, it's very busy. So... A week from Saturday, your car could be there. That would be one of the Saturdays that you would be off. Well, the plan was to have someone bring the car out there, and I'd fly out there after the rehearsal thing and, and make a B-main or C-main, wherever I end up, if we're not starting a heat race. I've done that when one of my children decided to get married on a Saturday in the middle of the summer. The scheduling. Um, I, what, what is <laughs> wrong with them? It's not like it's a surprise. That I showed up at the racetrack in a tux. Oh, I don't they're wearing kilts. The <laughs> wedding's actually on Sunday, so I won't. There's no kilts on on Saturday, but yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. 
I'll show you a picture after we're done. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited <laughs> to see Scott Hammer in well, kilts. Well, Scott Hammer is not going to be in one, but his son Scott, is. Scott in a dress. Let's, I love it. <laughs> let's talk about uh, this past weekend. Toledo Speedway was in action with a 250-lap uh, enduro that was run by uh, one by Rob Remick of uh, Royal Oak, Michigan. Dennis Wisman notched another figure-eight feature win. He led the entire distance of that. Dave Lambert uh, hooked up a boat to his figure-eight car and won the figure-eight boat race. Okay. You ever thought about doing figure eight? I've, I would love to do figure eight. I don't know. I don't know if I'm sane enough to do figure eight, though. It could be bad. Yeah, yeah I think he would fit in good. <laughs> uh, Limeland was in action uh, uh, this past uh, Friday night. Alvin Repke out of uh, Elmore won the Fast 305 sprint feature. Uh, Tony Anderson was the winner of the Modified and Thunderstock feature at Limeland. I remember Tony uh, from... Uh, uh, that uh, track that no longer races in Finley. Yeah, he uh, he, pretty consistent winner down there. Still, I know the guy that was, like that was the announcer. Ago. I know the guy that was the announcer down there. I know a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oakshade had a big uh, weekend this past weekend. Summer Nationals. Uh, part of what we're going to be talking to Rusty. He ran the full month long tour, thirty two days. I don't remember how many actual races. There's we like raced five races. Twenty eight times is what yeah. we ended up racing. That's a lot. In 32 days. Yep. And how many days off did you have? Like five? We had, uh, with rainouts, I think we ended up having three days off. Oh. Um, but one of them got rescheduled. Uh, a, a rainout got rescheduled that day. So, I, But I think we ended up having three days off in that time frame. Something like that. That's busy. Uh, anyways, they wrapped up uh, the Summer Nationals at Oakshade Raceway Friday and Saturday night. Zach Dome came all the way from Cross Lanes, West Virginia, and uh, swept both nights. It was pretty impressive. And I was talking to him uh, before the race on Saturday why he came all the way from West Virginia. And he's like, yeah, I saw an opportunity. There was, uh, you know, 5,000 to win on Friday, 10,000 to win on Saturday. You know, try and win 15,000. And he did. He did it. <laughs> so, uh, and Taylor, who we had on the show last week, Taylor Cook out of uh, Stanley, North Carolina, won the modified feature on Friday night. Mike McKinney, though, won out. Uh, he's out of Illinois. He won on uh, Saturday. And Broken Rayclaw won the compact feature. You know, we've had a really good record, Scott, of having folks on the show and then our guests going on to win the next week. Now, we would expect Rusty to win just because... It would have been nice if you guys could have got me on last week. (laughs) (laughs) I think you were busy last week. Uh, A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, Flat Rock Speedway, Tommy O'Leary, the fourth, won the Late Model Sportsman uh, feature event. Jim Froling won the the uh, Street Stock A. I put abbreviations. I almost forgot what my abbreviations were. Uh, and uh, Wilburn Parks won the street stock B main. Dennis Wisman won again uh, Saturday night as well for the figure eight. So he had a good weekend. He's had a good summer. Yeah, he has. Yes, we've talked about him a lot. And I mean, he's been around for quite a while, too. Uh, Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series. Uh, Earl, Pearson, Earl Pearson. Pearson Jr. Uh, won his uh, third uh, win of the season. At Tri-City, Illinois on Friday, Bloomquist won Saturday at Lucas Oil Speedway in Missouri. That was his 600th career win. Tuesday night, Earl Earl Pearson, he won again, so that was his fourth win of the season. That was at uh, Brown County Speedway in South Dakota. Wednesday night, Bloomquist again, those guys going back and forth. That was at Jackson Motorplex in uh, Minnesota. Tonight through Saturday, the uh, Lucas Oil Dirt Lane models are at I-80 Speedway in Nebraska. Okay. They, they've been logging a lot of miles. They, they've got a lot of races these past few weeks. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no sympathy from that corner. None. World of Outlaw <laughs> Craftsman Late Model Series uh, action. Mike Marlar won at uh, River City Speedway in North Dakota on Friday. Chris Madden won at Ogilvy Raceway in Minnesota on uh, Saturday. Their next race uh, coming up Tuesday night, actually, July 24th at Davenport Speedway. The Hell Tour. We've been doing updates uh, for uh, four weeks and uh, finally came to an end at Oakshade Raceway. Brian Shirley ended up uh, winning the uh, championship there. Uh, Shannon Babb, wasn't, he was on top of the points for a while, was he not? He yeah, was. Yeah. He started out pretty hot, and uh, he, see the bad luck, bad luck bug got him along with a few of us on the tour. So, And, and Rusty here finishing uh, fourth in that uh, behind uh, Heckenass and uh, Fager. Is that right, Brian Shirley? Yeah, that'd be four. Okay. All-Star Circuit of Champions, their next event coming up at Erie's Speedway in Pennsylvania. 
Uh, that's uh, coming up Friday night in uh, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on Saturday. Of course, they were off, off last weekend because of the uh, Kings Royal. Speaking of which, do you know who won that? Uh, let me guess. Same guy that wins a lot of them. Donnie Schatz. You got it. Huh. Imagine that. Donnie Schatz again uh, won the Kings Royal. Uh, he also won Friday night, the night uh, before the Kings Royal. That's uh, 15 wins this season for uh, Donnie Schatz. And he drives the uh, Tony Stewart car, mm-hmm. does he not? Yeah. Um, Shane Stewart picked up the Joker's Wild win on uh, Thursday night at Eldora. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Other action for World of Outlaw Craftsman Sprint Car Series. Kyle Larson dominated uh, Lernerville to win $25,000 on Tuesday. Uh, that was uh, actually the night before he was uh, commentating at Eldora uh, last night. Uh, tonight, uh, the World of Outlaws are at Lincoln Speedway in Pennsylvania. Tomorrow night and Saturday, they are at Williams Grove. It's going to be interesting to see how the World of Outlaw guys do against the Pennsylvania Posse. The Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania guys are, uh, are tough. Okay, They really yeah. are. Yes, they are. Toughest it's, in the country. It's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. And then, of course, last night at Eldora Motor Speedway. I'm sorry. I put the motor in there. It sounded cooler. Eldora yeah. Speedway. Uh, Chase Briscoe. Pretty uh, exciting finish there in the Thor Sport 27. Thor Sport had uh, five uh, entries, I believe, in last night's Dirt Derby. Uh, you know, I know. Matt Crafton, one of the regular. And was is it Endfinger? Is he a regular for Thor Sport? Yeah, uh, I believe so. so. Yeah. Uh, but Chase Briscoe, he came in and uh, won. They were banging doors that final lap and bouncing off the wall coming to the finish line. It was it was a good race. It really was. And, boy, I'll tell you, some of those trucks looked pretty rugged. Don't mm-hmm. look any worse than the late models when we get done. That's true. <laughs> you know. So you, you enjoyed that race then? I did. You enjoyed a NASCAR race is what you're saying. NASCAR truck race. Okay. On dirt. On dirt. It was about 100 laps too long, but the last 50 were really good. <laughs> it, was a, it was a little long. I, I give you that. But it was the format, at least, is cool. I, wish every, I wish every NASCAR race was that entertaining. I might watch again. With, with heat races? <laughs> yes. And, yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would like to see uh, the actual NASCAR and what is it, the Xfinity, I guess it would not. Xfinity and I, Cup I, Series. I want to call it Bush still. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. why. But <laughs> That's because you're old. <laughs> But yeah, I would like to see them there. I want. To, I don't know if they could fit forty-three cars. I guess it's forty now, right? I don't right, think, forty. Yeah. I don't know if they could fit forty cars on it. They do it at Bristol. I don't see why they couldn't. I guess Tony has been lobbying real hard to uh, to get the Xfinity cars at his racetrack. Well, the two thousand nineteen season's already set, so it wouldn't happen next year. But yeah, he's been making a plea, and he's trying to get people to uh, you know to pull uh, NASCAR's ear, you know. Put a bug in their ear, you know. How about uh, you know? You talk about how great this. Uh, oh, I'm sure Kevin this special Harvick, event. I'm is. sure Kevin Harvick has got his back. You talk about how special this uh, dirt race is and everything, and then you go back to uh, New Hampshire this week. Yawn. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, and we were talking a few weeks ago about Mansfield would be a good place too. They've already got the safer barriers. If they're going to require, if, you know, if they're going to say you need safer barriers, mm-hmm. they got that. It's Half mile, they got the facilities. Why not? I, it'd be on a Saturday probably. So it, it they could uh, even make wh- it work with the pit road there. They've got a pit road yeah, at Mansfield. Right. That's true. I didn't think about that at, at yeah. Eldora. That might be an issue. There. But yeah, they could is. do like what how they do with the trucks. Well, there's a full pit road at Mansfield. That's why they did that kind of hokey pit stop, two wide pit yeah. stop at Eldora. Hmm. Maybe we need to get Cody Summer on this. I'm sure he'd be glad to talk about it. (laughs) Yes, he would. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool for, uh, I mean, even if they could get all three series there. You know, trucks last night, tonight would be the Xfinity Series and a Friday night uh, Cup Series race at a dirt track, be it Eldora or Mansfield. I think that would be pretty cool. uh, You'd hear some whining from the Cup. cup From the drivers? Yeah. Or from the fans. Uh, There'd be about 30 drivers that wouldn't like it very much <laughs> oh no and it maybe would be like the uh you know how they'd have the 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 road course ringers that kind of come in and fill in for the guys that don't do well on the road course they get some dirt track they had ringers. a few ringers in last yeah. night so i mean they could do that up through the cup series too 
But then those drivers that are getting bumped out probably wouldn't be. Yeah, well, Scott Bloomquist a couple of years ago proved how well a ringer does. He was a total embarrassment. Or, or doesn't. Yeah, he, he was quite the embarrassment. <laughs> well, what about Bobby Pierce the past two years? Didn't he finish second? Well, uh, Bloomquist's time? problem is he went in and tried to reinvent the whole wheel. Right. He took the sway bars off the truck and everything else, and that thing, is, by the by the time he was done with it, it wouldn't go in circles anymore. <laughs> I remember that. Well, yeah, well, we'll see. It won't be next year, but maybe, uh, maybe. I mean, NASCAR's got to look at what they're they, they're doing the Roval thing, which is new. I mean, and, and that's kind of interesting. I'll probably watch that and see how that turns out because it looks interesting at Charlotte. I don't even know what the date is of that. And that uh, that's during the uh, their playoffs, too, right. isn't it? Which really aren't that far away, Scott. No, we're yeah. we're awfully deep into summer. Yeah. I want to see him race on dirt. That'd be cool. That's all I got to say. Let's make it happen. It's where it started. I don't know why we wouldn't go back. Arca still races on dirt. I don't know how big a race that is uh, that they have. They have a couple maybe, races on dirt, you know, don't they? Maybe next year they could run Arca on one night and the trucks on the next to uh, see how that plays out. Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of going the uh, the. Uh, the Arca wrong way. We want to go the other way. Arca at Eldora would be way more interesting than Arca cool, at, at the big old hat or the big old mile tracks, the horse tracks that they get single file and don't pass at. Yeah, aren't those tracks pretty flat? Yeah, yes. they're big one mile horse tracks. They yeah, they be being. It's just like an asphalt race. Late models are fun on mile tracks. No, they're not. You ever try it? <laughs> I don't want to. Huh? They don't look fun at all. Oh, it is. <laughs> what mile track have you run on? Uh. When I was over east, when, when we were living in New York, uh, I was at Syracuse four times with the big block modified and twice with the dirt late models, and I've run the mile track at Springfield twice. So I've been late models four times on those tracks, and, and it's fun. It really is. You can eat your lunch you, going down the backstretch. Can you tell how fa- Can you tell that it's a lot faster than a, you know? A you really boring? can uh, at Syracuse until you hit something. Then you can really tell. Yeah, right? at Syracuse, there's a place where there was a an opening so they could get emergency vehicles through. They they tarp the backstretch because there's a prevailing wind, um, but there is one opening, and uh, you go past that opening and. And the first time the car rocks and rolls and it really gets your attention. Uh, and at that point, you're probably 140 miles an hour. Yeah, just cruising. But uh, they had us on a radar gun 165 long end of the backstretch. How fast do you think they'd be now? I don't know. Yeah, what year was this? Oh, that was 96. Okay. Well, not um, that long ago, but yeah, substantially different cars back then. Yeah. Um they were driving shoeboxes back then. <laughs> These things now are so aerodynamic. I don't, man. I, I would and be crazy. And we're going to talk about it that. It would be crazy. Why don't to we drive put? Why don't we put the the NASCAR truck bodies on a? On a on I'd rather models. race with them things. You'd be able to race better. Minus that's the windshield. They put on such a good show at Eldora. We can't. We can't race that close at Eldora anymore. We're so aero dependent. Our noses are so big, and we got such a slope on them, and our spoilers and our roofs and the, the dish and our decking. There's there's so much aero dependency that the, we the, can't pull up on somebody's bumper like they can. The year that we were, uh, the last year we were at Syracuse with, with the late models, uh, Steve Kinzer was there. They had a, a sprint show the same day as the lates. And uh, I had never seen Steve Kinzer that nervous. He was all hunkered down in the seat. Steve Kinzer's a big guy. And he was all hunkered down in, in the seat with a death grip on the steering wheel and had him on a radar gun at 177 in a sprint car. Wow. Dave Kemmer says uh, Arca ran 500 laps at Eldora in the beginning. I'm not sure the beginning of what, but at some point he says Arca ran Eldora. I wonder when. Yeah. When Dave, is, tell when, us. When's the beginning? Is that like the beginning of time or what? So how come you haven't, uh, or I guess, have a negative attitude towards a mile track? I just don't like big tracks. I'm I'm a, I'm a quarter mile bull ring but why? Why? What's the? Uh, they're just not fun. Everything takes so long to happen, and um, I don't know. I've been racing for so long. It's I, I don't really get the speed rush anymore. I'm not out there to see how fast I can go. I'm more of a technical. I want to try and outdrive the guy next to me or behind me or in front of me. I don't want to have to uh, worry about my car being aero dependent and 
having to figure out how to how to pull up on his bumper and pass him without losing my nose and it's it's the the arrow has been so crazy in these late models lately it's just uh, anything over anything over the size of oak shade or attica actually i96 is even pretty bad rusty i knocked the nose up two weeks ago on on my car and it I went thought you from, did it this past weekend too didn't you it, it went from being pretty good to downright ugly oh yeah you can't it, it, it was i i thought I thought everything in the front end was junk. Yep. I had one of the fastest cars at the track all weekend at Oakshade this weekend. I mean, we were every time we went on the racetrack, we were we were up up front, but as soon as is like if I were to take the valence, say that if I were to pull the valence off my race car this weekend at Oakshade out, it went from a, a top 3 race car to a, a a 15th place car like that. I mean, it's um a couple years back when I was driving Ron Zeller's car, um we showed up without a valence on the car and we were a tenth place car. I was terrible in the heat race. I actually took the 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 top of the like a the sunscreen off of a Chevy truck out in the parking lot. And we riveted it at the bottom of the nose piece, and we went and drove around Matt Miller and won the feature <laughs> that night. And that's all it took was just to put a valance on the car. I want to talk about that, and I know Scott has things to talk about, but um, a lot of social media has been very unkind to some of the tracks lately. Um, and I honestly think that a whole lot of the issue comes right back to the race cars that we're driving, that uh, they really lend themselves to freight train racing. They do. They do. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether Ray Cook's series is uh, doing any better with their droop rule. Uh, I, I really haven't followed that, but I think that the race cars in general um, have given the race tracks. A bad name. Well, Ray's going about it the right way. I, I, at least somebody's trying. But Ray doesn't race at big enough racetracks, I don't think, to for that droop rule to even really become that big of a factor. He goes to a few places like Smoky Mountain, and some of them I think are pretty big. But sure. for Duck River and most of these tracks that he runs at his series, they're not. That droop rule isn't helping anything. These cars are so that they're so out of control that an extra two inches taken off the spoiler isn't isn't really helping anything. I don't know if the fans know what we're talking about. A droop roll has to do with how much the left rear can hike up. And racers have been doing everything imaginable to get as much of the spoiler up in clean air as they can. Um, and a couple of promoters have instituted rules that keep the left rear down uh, maybe to a more manageable level. Uh, initially, it was under the guise of keeping the cars flatter so they weren't rolling over, but um, it also serves to slow the cars down. I don't know if the fans have noticed, but a lot of race cars, the top of the spoiler uh, under power is nearly six feet in the air. Um, it's even getting that way with the bombers. Some of exactly. the bombers are getting way mm -hmm. up in the air. Imagine that. <laughs> I don't know who we need to make my car do that. Then <laughs> everybody else is doing it. It must work. It has right? nothing to do with the guys hanging bodies on these cars at all. No. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've talked about this before and everything about trying different way. And you're saying you guys are saying it's all arrow. It that that's anything. I don't know if you've ever been to I ninety six, but it's a it's a big three eighths. It's a little bigger than Attica. We run a five eighty gear there. We're like a six zero everywhere else around here. So it's 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 a little bit bigger than what we race at around here with Attica and Oakshade. But Arrow is huge there. Um, I, I mean, I got a hole ripped in um, ripped in my nose piece one night. I, I was a half a second better than the field up there. And on a restart, uh, guy slid me and slid across my nose and ripped a hole in it. And I went from half a second faster than everybody to half a second slower. And I just couldn't steer. I was going to bring a picture along and, and figured maybe our cameras wouldn't do it justice, but it was from 2013, uh, so five years ago, before we started playing with Arrow as much as we are. Um, and we were at Oakshade. The track was shiny black, bottom to top, and we were three and four wide racing all the way. And, uh, and the, it looked like, like the truck we were race. driving shoeboxes. Like yeah. the truck race last yeah. night. Yeah. The uh, the front ends were probably six eight inches off the racetrack. Yep. Um, so how have the front ends become so wedge like? Well, first of all, the the sanctioning bodies have allowed the noses to be laid back, so they're really a wedge nose like we used to run back in the '80s. Except from the center of the hub forward, they used to be forty inches. Now they're fifty five, fifty six inches. Um, so we've got big wedges on the front of the car, uh, even though they have a, a slight resemblance uh, 
to a stock nose. It's, it's still a big stickers wedge on it. up front. Stickers make um, it look stock. Let's go back to Syracuse when I was there the first year. Um, I knew that limiting the air under the front of the car and having the big area open in the back of the car actually sucked dirt off the racetrack. You could see that happening. Um, but the rear decks we were building back Sounds like something you should have across the back of your spoiler. Suck dirt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the The car we had in 95, the, the rear deck was not as substantial as what we're building today. Now, at 160 miles an hour, um, I came in from the first hot lap set and hadn't touched anything, and the entire rear deck was crumbled down. And it was strictly because the nose at those kind of speeds was down on the racetrack, and we had a big area to exhaust the air, and it created a very low-pressure area and actually crumbled the deck. Trying to suck the deck right out of the car. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's like that at Eldora nowadays. We're, we're creating so much downforce with the underside of our deckings at places like Eldora. It happens to me. I've, I've had deck panels caved in there if I don't brace them up. Exactly. And that's a half mile. Wow. I've never heard of that before. Yes. That's crazy. You guys need to slow down, really. That's that's what <laughs> needs to happen. I, w- I, w- I would be all for a nose rule and, and to take these cars back to the early 90s looks. They're, but they're with the shock packages that we've got now, uh, jacking the nose down to the racetrack, how do you come up with a nose rule uh, that would be effective? Maybe you have some kind of uh, minimum uh, angle that it can be. You know, you would almost have to measure. You'd have to take a measurement from like the top of the deck to the bottom of the nose, kind of deal. You know what I mean? You can't really measure off the ground because you've got the rumleys that we race with that that can figure out how to go through the pits at 15 inches off the ground, and by the time they're on the racetrack, the frames dragging the ground and the nose piece is sealed off. So, um, it would be pretty pretty tricky to to make a nose rule uh, like no valances. I think we should definitely go to no valances. Okay, take them right off the race car. Um, that's one step because you can't get the nose too low and the bumper is going to fold up. Um, but I think there needs to be a, a 12 inch ground clearance right across the front of the car at all times. Um, when, if you roll through tech under that 12 inch ground clearance, you're going back to the trailer. Is there any way you think that this could be solved doing, uh, work or rules with suspension or is it all body? I think probably suspension would have to come into it, but I, I, I don't know how you would, I don't know how you would get the horse back in the barn. It's already out. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you would get rid of the rebound in the front shocks, um, which is what's allowing the noses to seal to the racetrack. We lose you there, Scott? No, I was reading I Roddy's thought, uh, comment here. I thought you were sleeping. No, no. he's uh, These cars are so aero-dependent at Oakshade, then how can you get more air on the nose and spoiler playing follow the leader than stepping outside? Well, that's that's why the racing was so bad this weekend. Um, if if I was in clean air, I felt like I would I would gain a half a second or a lap. But when I was shoot, I was running around Saturday in seventh, and every time I'd close up on Matt Miller's bumper, the card get bad. I couldn't steer. I lost my traction. I'd back up three or four It'd car get lengths. Tight, you could see yep. the wheels. Yep. Yeah. Then I'm I'm steering left, and then if I back up three or four car lengths and let the tires cool down and and back up half a straightaway, then all of a sudden my lap times pick back up, and I run them back down. As soon as I get to his bumper, it starts all over again. That's, uh, and and Rusty's the king of the high side. So if if in his life there was no there, there was <laughs> in no, Rusty's world if there if he in his life there was no top side, um, I can promise you if there's a top side, I'm going to find it. Missler likes the top side too. <laughs> yep, he's up. He's one of the guys. If everybody's running down low, he'll, he'll somehow try and make the top work. But but again, I, I think it really comes back to the cars more than the racetrack and i'll admit that the track did go saturday did go pretty hard and black but when they go hard and black they usually take rubber and guys find a way to go to the top well that's that's what killed us is it the the track took rubber at the bottom so early in the night that it it never gave the chance I hate a rubbered up track, but I mean, if you're going to have a rubbered up track that's going to eat up tires, at least have two lanes. So, you know what I mean? So we can race. If the top would have cleaned up, we actually had that happen at um, uh, Shady Hill. Um, Shady Hill locked down on the bottom like that, but the track promoter uh, somehow went out there and 
sprinkled the top of the track and made everybody run the top of the track for a few laps and it actually took two lanes of rubber at shady hill that's the first time i've ever been on a rubbered up track that had two lanes in it usually it locks down one lane like oakshay did right around the bottom um or the top or middle or wherever it is but it's always one lane shady hill cleaned up in two lanes which if oakshade would have done that you'd have seen good racing but um i the biggest problem with oakshade is the t- there's not a top side there anymore the they cut so much banking out of that place i don't over, it seems like are you do you agree ron like over the last five six years like the top of three and four is becoming flat there's nothing it up is there. you and, can kind of it used to be one. it used to be a real parabolic banking where yeah. where the bottom was relatively flat and the top had significantly more banking yeah. so even though you were going farther around the top you had, had more, more banking, banking which yeah. And it flattens off now. About halfway up the track, it actually starts crowning back flat. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've won some races up there, but it was because I was the only one stupid enough to go up there and find some moisture that nobody knew was there. So, um, But it used to be like, like one and two, you can carry good speed through there. So it'll make two lanes of racing. It's not one and two is even losing some banking compared to what it used to be, but there's still enough there where you can get two lanes. But three right. and four, it's so bottom dominant, and it's the, the banking's all at the bottom of the racetrack now. You just can't get up there and carry speed. So For years and years, and, and I'm sure you'll agree, the, the preferred line around Oakshade was the top of one and two, the bottom of three and four. Yep. And uh, How'd that, your tires look after... Uh, what tires? I was on baloney skins at the end of that race. They were bald. I, I saw, not to talk about Missler again, but Ryan Missler, he puts out those videos. Mm-hmm. They were, the back, his back right rear uh, was oh, like yeah, a ours, slick. Oh, yeah, they were bald. I mean, I had... Even I'd never right seen front, that before. My right front ate itself halfway down. I mean, it's it was bad. Wow. All right. Well, let's talk... Uh, 40 right rear. Yep. Let's talk uh, the Hell Tour. There's a reason we brought you in here. You. This is the first time you've run the entire... Summer National Tour starting, what, the middle of uh, June? June 13th, I left home, I believe. Which was not Friday the 13th. I didn't come till the next month. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, so you ran the whole, this is the first time you've run the, the entire thing. You've run, you've started uh, the Summer Nationals before, have you not? Uh, we run it pretty much every year. I usually run the first couple of races, and um, I've only actually went into it planning on doing the whole thing like one time. Um, I think we made it through 13 or 14 races that year and had to go home. We ran out of motors and money and parts and everything else. So, um, But, yeah, this is the first time. This is the second time that we attempted it, actually, to do the whole thing with that, that being our plan and uh, finally made it happen. So we're... Let me ask you, I guess, uh, what, what would you say, how would you grade yourself uh, on your performance over the past month? <laughs> grade myself and my, yeah. my crew guys, I'd grade us an A+. Plus. I, don't, I don't think you could get a better, uh, a better grade. I mean, it's, uh, that's, that's not performance. I, that's all effort. I mean, I, I, don't, I can't think of anybody else that would have went through what we went through. Um, uh, I and, disagree. And <laughs> I, I understand that the guys in the 31 car replaced a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, not, not nearly as much as what we did, though. Um, Shannon Babb probably had the the second worst luck on the tour, and he he ended up even going home, and he was leading the points or or within striking distance of leading the points. So um, that just kind of shows how tough it is when you're you're you've got twenty five thousand dollars in your. I was going to say, and he gave away twenty five grand. Well, he gave or, or potential. Well, he gave away at least ten for second. He would have if right. he would have just ran the whole thing, he'd have finished second, and that's just how hard it gets. I mean, we. Uh, uh, we had a car. We had a top five car everywhere we went. Uh, we just had terrible luck. I mean, the whole last week we had top five finishes other than the last night at Oakshade. We ran seventh, but that was just track circumstances. I mean, we had a good car. Um, but we had a good – we started out at Peoria and Kankakee, had top five cars both nights there. Um, it rubbered up at Peoria. I think we finished seventh or eighth, something like that. But um, we ran good. Uh, but the third night of the tour we flipped at Joliet. Um, you, you seem to do that on the Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that was the second time we flipped that same car this year. We flipped it a week before that at I-96 and put it back. You, did, you didn't run after anybody or walk across the track? <laughs> no, not this time. Okay. No, no. It was uh, it was just a matter of circumstance. Nobody did anything too stupid this time. Uh, was that the the one where it was on a restart? Yeah. Okay, we were, I remember that. We were oh, doing yeah. 40 miles an hour, getting ready to take yeah. the green flag, and I wasn't even – I think I landed on the start cone, actually. Um <laughs> Uh, I don't. Somebody brake checked in the front, and everybody kind of piled up. And actually, it was the thirty-one car that got into me to flip me. Uh, everybody brake checked, and I and turned. If and, they wouldn't have the noses so yeah wedge-like, maybe he wouldn't have gotten. Well, that's exactly it. what happened. He hit me. I turned left to try and avoid hitting Unzicker, and I kind of climbed the berm, the dirt berm around the inside of the track, and I thought I had a missed. And the thirty-one car behind me didn't get checked up in time and scooped me up and flipped me over, and I 
pirouetted a few times <laughs> in the air and landed on the... It was so, a ballet. Yeah. So needless to say, uh, we pulled out the backup car, ran the next night. I think we ran fourth or fifth the next night in that at uh, Plymouth. And then our first night off, where we were all looking forward to having a night off, we had to go... I stayed up for 40-some hours at Rayburn's and cut the top half of the car off and pretty much rebuild a whole car and put a whole new roll cage on it and had it ready for Belleville the next night. So what, uh, what was your best finish over the... Season, second we finished second twice i believe oak shade and then we finished second at where was that uh shady hill and your worst finish uh i think my worst finish was at macon first lap of the race at macon uh hit the gas going into one and uh stripped all six flywheel bolts right off the right off the flywheel so, and then i spent three and a half hours that night digging flywheel bolts out of the crank you were uh you you refer to your team as we uh Give our listeners a heads up as to who we is. Well, uh, <laughs> the, the man the man that pays the bills that really helped uh, helped get us to where we are. I couldn't have done it without Tyler Bork. Um, not only did he, uh, the car owner, he owns Buckeye Concrete Coatings. He paid for the trip and um, gave us the ability to do it. And not only did he pay for it, but he was out there. Uh, I think he missed five, maybe five races, four or five races, something like that. And he'd come home Sunday and Monday and coordinate his work around here to keep his guys going then he'd come back out and bust his butt with us on the road so um, you made him work too oh yeah he had to work <laughs> um and then uh dusty knapp um he's been my crew chief for years everybody knows dusty and uh, i think he had to miss one race he, had he to go says home. he didn't know where you were when you got uh rolled over there uh, and Shane says part of your tooth is missing. <laughs> yes, yes, I did chip a tooth. Um, but yeah, Dusty Knapp, uh, he had to miss one race. He had to go home for uh, some uh, stuff with his kids for one night. Uh, I think we actually rained out that night, so I don't know if he missed anything. But And then Shane Buckles, uh, he was with us. He he left home with me the 13th and didn't come back to the Oakshade. So uh, without those guys, uh, man, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So how hard is it to run the whole Hell Tour? Is it is it aptly named? Oh yeah, I it, I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up after the third night. I mean, I, I shouldn't say wanted to. Um, dejected, and uh, we knew that we took a big hit in points and stuff like that. But um, I knew this was my real only, my only opportunity that I might ever have to do the thing. Um, we were we were geared up to do it, and uh, financially we were able to do it with some sponsor help and stuff like that. So um, I just. Uh, I had to knock it off the bucket list, and now I can say we did it. But yeah, it was tough. Uh, you gonna try it again next year? I, if <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my wife's over here eyeing me. She does probably doesn't want me to, but um, yeah, I, I would do it every year. It's it's a huge learning experience. You learn so much about yourself, your race car, your driving, um, the crew. Do you learn a lot about the other racers too? You do. I mean, it, you every night is a different night. It, it's you're you're always learning. Uh, it makes me a better race car driver. I feel like I'm light years ahead of. Uh, where i was when i started this deal um i just learned so much about the car and you're driving and you you get real comfortable when you're in a race car every single night um you just you just become so comfortable with with what you're driving that it makes you better when you get home so um i would do it every year if i could uh two different cars two different fields or do you have them where you're just at home in either one well both cars are fast um the the one car we they they're two completely different race cars one one corners were really good uh one has awesome entry and and center speed and keeps its momentum up um but it doesn't have a lot of traction up off the corner and the other car is completely opposite it's a little free uh, in through entry and and it's got more traction than you could ever have up off the corner so they're two completely different race cars but um we ran good in both of them um we had the 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 one car we the the one we flipped. Uh, that's probably the one that makes the most traction out of both cars. We had one we had the race one at Lincoln when we blew the motor, um, and then the other car that's the one we almost won all the other races in. So they're they're both good cars. Did you make any uh, friend, new friends or new enemies? Uh, not really enemies, uh, and that's what's cool about that. that Adversaries? Deal. <laughs> no, uh, that that's what's cool about that deal. We, we're all out there doing the same thing. Uh, we all respect each other. Uh, we. We beat and bang, and we, and we get out of it, and we, we all know we got to be friends because we got to deal with each other for 30 days. So um, it's a completely different atmosphere than any other sanction or, or tour that I've ever ran. The World of Outlaw Tour, man, it everybody's so they, – they keep to themselves. They're, they, they, they're, they're more stuck up. You know what I mean? You can't well, really – That season lasts quite a bit longer. It's more stretched and, out, whereas yeah. this is all condensed. Yeah. And it, it's just not – it wasn't as fun being out on the road with World of Outlaw guys. It's uh, they're they're not as close close knit of a group. Um, us World of Outlaw guys or, or the the Summer Nationals guys. I mean, every night after the races, we're 
I shouldn't say partying, but talking and, and hanging out and, um, we're, we all help each other. I think I, I think I loaned everybody on the tour something and I think they all loaned me something at one point. So, uh, it's just, it's a cool deal. I, I enjoy it. So was it a weird, uh, weird weekend when it was the, uh, summer nationals versus the world of outlaws? It was. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, it, that's kind of how, that's kind of the, uh, is that the we, mentality that going into the it? It, it was it. an us versus, us versus them. It was definitely an us versus them. Um, were it, you guys all pitted separately too? No, no, okay. we were we were all kind of intertwined with okay. each other. Um, but it's uh, that's how it was. I mean, the the summer nationals guys didn't really want to be there with with them, and they didn't really want to be there with us. Uh, it, I don't really agree with how they do it. I mean, they bring those guys in. They they had a week off. They they were at home prepping their stuff they show up with brand new shiny race cars that everything's oil yeah they should do that the, the and, first couple races yep, or something and and they they all get there and they get free pit passes and all them world of all guys that are on the thing that are on the tour that are signed in they get i think they get four free tires when they show up to those races and we we don't get anything we pay our pit pass and we go race so yeah, uh, a nice pat on the back all yeah, right good they, luck they they bring all those guys in and and kind of put them up in the suites and we're in the nosebleed section trying to trying to compete with them with a worn out race car that we've been racing for two weeks so, so at uh, least you had the impression that the deck was stacked going in oh it, it for sure is i mean it, it definitely is and but i i shouldn't we all ran good uh all of us summer nationals guys we we sure. ran we ran fairly decent who won that thing anyway i think actually i actually think know, you were there yeah i can't remember it was uh was a couple of world of outlaw guys won each night did they yeah. Oh yeah. Devin. Devin won the first night. Yeah. But um, Bab was a close second. I mean, he he put on a heck of a show and almost won the thing. I think Shirley was third. So I mean, we the summer nationals guys were right there with him. It was. Uh, I don't remember who won Peebley though. It, that was too many races ago. <laughs> <laughs> so which uh, out of the tracks uh, you got the race at over the past month? Uh, which has been your favorite? Man, I don't know. Um, and if you say Oakshade, I'm going to say, well, what was your second favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Oakshade was definitely not my favorite this okay. year. That was, uh, I don't know, that, that was a tough one this year. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, I'd say probably Kankakee. It's usually one of my favorites. I usually run good there. We had a shot at winning that one, and um, it's uh, it's kind of a driver's track. Both ends are kind of different. One then slow. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah you've lot. ran there a bunch. Yeah. One end, one end's real finesse, and you you got to tippy toe through there. It's real slick and smooth, and the other end's wide open on the cushion. That's you gotta, it. You got to change your whole mindset on the straightaway. So what's uh, what's next for you? What's uh, what what are you looking uh, at for just, the rest of the we're season? We're just going to concentrate on the national points uh, coming out of this deal. We're, how many how many races do they allow for that now? Thirty. Your best thirty five. And how many are you at right now? We're at like forty seven. Okay. So we're we're already into the replacing races. Um, Which is a good thing right now. Yes, it is because I have a lot of bad ones to replace. <laughs> But yeah, we're just going to concentrate on that, and uh, we're going to run around here as local as we can and try and regroup. We got two worn out race cars and a bunch of worn out crew members. And any thoughts of showing up at any of the ethanol races? We'll be at the ethanol race next Friday. Um, not because I want to, just because uh, it's one of my favorite racetracks. So um, I have to ask now, why not? Because you want to? Yeah, uh, just just <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know I don't I don't want to get into too much of the of the politics of it, but. Um, I have to ask, though. I had well, to. We, it's your job. Yeah, we we had uh, we had a little run in there the last time we were down ninety six. That's when I might have gotten that, oh, that what we were scuffle talking. on the front straightaway and got kicked out of the series. And um, I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel well, like it was handled the way it should have been handled. And I don't think the uh, I don't think the penalties were as just as they needed to be. Um, okay, yeah. all parties. We involved. talked about that before. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean, I, I agree. I needed some sort of punishment for that, but. Um, yeah, being completely kicked out of the series where I can't compete. I mean, I was leading points. and um, How long were you kicked out for? Uh, just the rest of that weekend. But, oh, okay. I mean, it, it was enough to take it's it where I wouldn't be able to win points anymore. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is, and I'll go back and, and run the races. that I At least I don't have to follow the whole thing now and go to some of the tracks that I don't like to go to. I can pick and choose. and hopefully You're just we'll, going to win. Hopefully we'll go take their money at I-96 and make me feel that much better. All right. Well, hopefully you don't have a repeat performance. Oh gosh, I hope not. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need a third flip of the year. <laughs> now the boss lady will be there, and uh, she doesn't I'm handle pretty, it well. Pretty sure she'll keep you in check. I don't know about that. <laughs> she she sees Rusty heading across the pits, and she'll be there to intercept you this time. <laughs> so, have you thought anything about next year yet? As far as uh, maybe going back to the World of Outlaws, trying uh, that? Or, or? I don't think we're ready enough for that right now. With we, I've just got so much going on with the, taking on this uh, this deal with Rayburn, building these chassis and, and building race cars, and 
we we probably shouldn't have started it this year. I just I, I wasn't I wasn't prepared enough to to run a, at that variety of racetracks that I'd never been to without without a notebook to to know really what I need to do night in and night out. Um, that's probably down the road here a few years. Hopefully, uh, I'll probably stick with what we're doing, what we know. Um, Midwest racing, UMP stuff. Summer uh, Nationals next year. Uh, that that's going to be up to the sponsors and the boss man. Um, I, so you're I, in. I'm in. I'm I'm in every year. I've, that's always something I've wanted to do, and uh, I enjoy it. I I like being I like being on the road. I like racing. Uh, if I can do it every single day, I'd, I'd, that's that's what I want to do. What about the uh, the St. Louis deal? Was it the Gateway? Yeah. Thank the you. dome, yeah, we plan yeah. on we plan on doing the dome race. Uh, I don't know if we're signed up for that yet. Now that we talk about it, I probably should get on that. Uh, dirt million. It's, it's a little earlier this year. Definitely going to the dirt million. That's I got at Mansfield. Pretty, I got a pretty good track record at that place so far. <laughs> so uh, I'm definitely going to try my hand at that. That's uh, no, is that, that's not a sanctioned race, is it? I don't believe so. It's uh, I think it's just a just an open competition race kind of like their uh, sprint car world championships i wonder what their tire rule is are you going to be on um i believe yeah it's open comp stuff so i think it's like 1300s 1350s 1325s you're okay with that yeah that's it's that's not out of, of your comfort zone uh not too bad that's we won both of those first two races on uh 1300 1325 stuff okay so um we, we did a little bit of uh we've done some open comp racing here at the beginning and the end of last year and this year um we went down to why not mississippi and uh or columbus and won that race down there on open comp stuff this why year. is it called why not uh it's the name of the town why not okay. Well, yeah, why not? Why is the town called Why Not? <laughs> I don't know. It bothers me. That should be another town. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. It should be next door. <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're we're pretty comfortable with it. I won those two five thousand to wins there last year on the open comp stuff. So I actually I prefer to run on them tires. Uh, it, if you can get your car good on the LM stuff and you go bolt those on, you're usually you're usually a king. Yep. Tyler Bork is who? Uh, <laughs> one of our great listeners uh, yeah. says it's a Lucas uh, sanctioned. Event. Oh, is it Lucas? I didn't know it was. I'm not sure. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. Anywho, um, this weekend. Tell Tyler to quit watching this radio show and get back to work on the car. We got to race <laughs> that thing tomorrow. <laughs> where, where are you at this weekend? I know we were talking before we went on, but uh, uh, we're planning on running uh, just Attica and Oakshade here local. But uh, Mother Nature's not playing so nice, so I don't know. We, who knows? What where are you we... talking about? It's beautiful outside yeah, right now. It's not race day. See all the people downtown for the Mud Ends game. <laughs> <laughs> um, who knows? Well, we, we've talked about going to St. Louis, uh, running Peavely and Belleville and, um, talked about maybe Farmer City. We've talked about even racing maybe up to, I hate to say it, but Merritt on Saturday and Sunday if the weather doesn't cooperate down here. So Merritt has a two day. It's the wood tick this week. Oh, okay. Yep. It's looking like rain Friday and Saturday, so their rain date's Sunday. So you never know where we might end up. Well, we got the official weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman from uh, Channel 11 coming up in just a little bit. So we'll he'll, make, he'll let us know. He'll huh? let you know where where you probably need to go. Uh, let's talk uh, a little bit of racing news here before we get to uh, action that's coming up uh, this weekend. Um, did you hear about uh, Bloomquist? Which one this time? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that he uh, this is from his Twitter account. I couldn't find any news sources or anything, but he tweeted uh, from his personal Twitter, which is uh, like Bloomquist underscore zero. Uh, quote, Scott has agreed to comply with World Racing Group's requir- requirements that will take 30 days off his 90-day suspension, making him eligible to run the World 100. I got that uh, email. Okay. You saw, okay. It's it's not just from Bloomquist. It, it, yeah. I was looking for other sources on that. Forever exactly isn't as long it as it used to be, yeah. Scott. <laughs> nope. Yeah, he's going to run the world. Yeah. So uh, we all knew that was going to happen. Did you? Oh, are you going to How many world? people does he put in the grandstands? Come on. That's, that's what people are saying. Yep. Are you going to be running that, the World 100? Uh, it depends on points, how this UMP deal is going. If we need to go get some local points, we'll probably have to do that. If not, we'll be at the World. I don't know. We're, so uh, you're a strategist. You, you go where you can get go, the points. We go where we got to go. It's yep. a big okay. picture kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's that, cool to be at Eldora, many, and it's cool to be at the World 100, but if you can go to a couple of local shows and – and win the points and and pick up points. Well, I was talking to uh, uh, Chris Simpson after the Dream. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was at one of the first Summer Nationals races, and he asked why I wasn't at the Dream. He said, "I was like, he said you've been running good, man. I expected you to be there." And he said, "I thought you had a shot of making it this year." I said, "Well, I, I think we did too. We have a heck of a race car right now, but we went. I forget where we went that weekend, but I think we swept the weekend. We won." And we ended up winning four, five, six thousand dollars that weekend. And he said, "Well, that's that's good because I ran 
top five in all these races, and I think he ended up top five or top ten in the in the big show in in the dream. And he said, "Man, I think I only made eight grand, and I spent probably ten doing it." <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you, you, he got lots of credibility. He had lots of fun, and he ran good. But it just doesn't unless you win that thing. It, it doesn't it doesn't pay to to run the world or the dream. I mean, and you really do wear stuff out. Oh there. gosh, it's huge. A hundred laps around that place is it's like three hundred anywhere else. How many? Uh, it's cha- like the whole hell tour. It is. <laughs> How many uh, championships uh, do you have with the the dirt car points, like the, medals, nationals? The national points we've won twice. We've okay. won regionals six or seven times, and yeah, all sorts. So of you're stuff working like on that. your third national. We're trying. Where are you at right now? We're leading. Well, that's a good place to. But be. he's got to start throwing <laughs> away some of the. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, everybody's catching me now, so uh, we gotta we gotta start replacing some of our bad ones. NASCAR is uh, actually some of the teams are trying to trick the optical inspection software i guess they have like a thing that's got a whole bunch of lasers that they point at the cars at the bodies to make sure they're legal and uh at uh, kentucky some of the cars had like black sides on the end like some they just looked weird they're trying to beat the uh the the software on that did you hear about that kind of like covering your license plate so the camera doesn't get you yeah it's actually the same kind of thing yeah i I don't the nascar says it doesn't work but uh, of course they do it just looks silly I don't know. I thought that yeah. was weird. Um, some dirt late model drivers were uh, asked about racing in the rain. And what, do, what do you guys think about racing in the rain? Uh, it's, it's not even possible. Not on a dirt track. <laughs> no, it's not even well, possible. Well, that's what Tim McCready says. He says he doesn't think it's possible because it just is like ice, but uh, some other drivers, including Bobby Pierce, would be for it. I guess it depends on the track, too. If well, it turns I don't to... know. I know some stupid guys that race in the snow. <laughs> I, I have you done that? Th- What's that? Have you run the Hangover? Race? I have not. I How about not. you, Scott? You've raced oh, in the I snow. I guess I would be a stupid guy. I, yeah. Yeah. I would love to do it just in somebody else's equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that now. Now that I've done it twice, you can give me the equipment. I'll do we it. We might be able to work that out. All right. This is good. Um, Martin Truex was the winner at Kentucky last weekend, and both the Cup and Xfinity Series, as we mentioned earlier, are going to be at New Hampshire Motor Speedway this weekend, which is not dirt. Just FYI, <laughs> uh, and that's uh, that's uh, really all the headlines I have. Do you want to check out the uh, forecast? Ryan Weekman has good news. All, all of the rumors have you been haven't proven. even heard it. How do you even know? Oh, they, they, they've all been proven false. I'm just I'm really optimistic, Scott. All right, here's your weekend <laughs> weather pit stop. Your forecast for this weekend. Listen up, because uh, it's uh, just just. Listen. <laughs> That was the wrong button. This is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. By far the wettest looking weekend we've had in several weeks. Let's kind of break this down for you, starting off at Lima Land and Attica for Friday. Now, we're going to see a round of rain earlier in the day, roughly around lunchtime, sweep through much of Ohio. That's just the first round. There's going to be a break, and you're going to be watching off to the west towards the evening. That's where showers and thunderstorms will develop across eastern Indiana. And they will try to roll into western Ohio by around start time for both of those racetracks. So we'll be watching that very closely. Could have some heavy downpours, thunder, and lightning for Lima Land and Attica on Friday. Saturday could start off a little bit dry, but scattered showers will develop very quickly into the afternoon for Oakshade, Flat Rock, Fremont, Waynesfield, and Sandusky. The evening races looks like could be dealing with some heavy showers on and off for much of the day with more showers continuing into Sunday. All told, widespread one to two inches of rain likely between the showers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Going to be a little bit of a tough race week around Ohio. This has been your weekend weather pit stop forecast. Be sure to download the free First Alert weather app. Stay ahead of the rain. We'll be publishing videos, and you can zoom around on radar to see where the heaviest downpours are. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Yep. That sure wasn't what I wanted <laughs> to <the> hear. <laughs> That's what we knew we were going to hear, though, right? Yeah, it is. I know. That's why I asked about racing in the rain. You know? no. If if anybody no. says that they want to race in the rain, I don't think they've ever really raced in the rain. I've it tried is, running or, or in or a tried track. to walk out of Eldora oh after God. a rain. Yeah, it uh, It's pretty slippery. Maybe you could get, like, uh, metal spikes or something. <laughs> I don't You'd know. have to. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine trying to do it. That'd be the dirt track rain tire. Yeah. Scott, you're going to go blind. Anything's possible. I'm just saying, because that way then you wouldn't have this whole thing with, 
are they going to race this weekend? Are they not? I got to watch their Twitter. I got to watch their website. Did they cancel yet? Are we racing? We would stand a better chance putting domes just... over the racetrack than we would racing. I said rain. that like 20 years ago when I was at Oakshade. I said, why don't we just put a big dome, have it all open around the air, uh, the, the edges, so that the air goes through. I don't know that that's cost effective, though. I don't know. Depends Maybe on people... how much rain you get. <laughs> <laughs> they could raise pit passes a couple of bucks and nobody'd complain. Yeah, well, I, I did see, I was looking through uh, the Hell Tour when I was prepping tonight, and it said uh, they, had, they had Hell Tour by the numbers. And number 12 was the price for the uh, admission at Oakshade, which was the cheapest out of the whole tour. I, I really think some of these racetracks need to learn from what Oakshade does. Um, I mean, we How were the crowds at, at the other tracks? Were they as big as... Uh, most of the tracks did have yeah. a pretty good crowd, but um, Oakshade, I'd say Oakshade probably still had one of the biggest. Um, definitely. I'll tell you what's impressive about Oakshade's races on, on Summer Nationals weekends is the number of the people just cruising the pits yes fans yes um the people that buy pit passes and i think that's that's part of the reason that that they get such a good turnout is because the the fans can come in and and, and interact with us and see what goes on back there a a lot of racetracks are 30 30 35 bucks to get into the grandstands the next cheapest that we had we had one track that was 30 um probably three or four that were 35 and every other track was 40 dollars to get in and that's that's the pits. pits but my point is uh a lot of a lot of the grandstands are thirty bucks to get in, yeah. and at Oakshade they can get into the pits for twenty. Yep. They can rub shoulders with the racers. They yep. can watch what's going on. And the pits they, were open without pit passes uh, Saturday afternoon. If you came right, early, right, right. But they can be up close and yeah. personal for twenty bucks. Um, it, it's a great value, and and I think I think the fans really appreciate yep. it. And it, it and it really used to put on probably the best race of the year. And the the last two years have been kind of bad. The track conditions weren't real good. So if if, if they can get the track conditions scored away, to be I, fair, um, we know that the track has lost some banking. But the weather that we've had oh, the yeah. entire month of July yep. um, it hasn't rained. We haven't had rain every, at all. Every month, racetrack yeah. we went to the the last week, not just Oakshade, every racetrack we went to, other than I ninety six was the same way it was it was one lane black slick no nobody could keep enough moisture in the track it, you can't you can't definitely can't blame the whole thing on track prep at oakshade it, i follow the AccuTech or accu accu weather uh forecast in the blade you should be following and the they, WTOL. i know but but i i watch uh total precipitation and as of the weekend we had had a tenth of an inch of rain the entire that, month yeah. Yeah, um, that's going to change this weekend, though, according to Ryan, unfortunately. Yep, yep. Um, you know, we had been significantly ahead on uh, the yearly rain amounts, and it, it was closing in on being about normal. So we've lost a lot of moisture in the ground. Yeah. Um, and, I wonder and, how much how much the water table level affects the track, if it's really low. If I can tell you it's or... huge. I'm Just my go-kart track yeah. behind my house, it's huge. Like uh, if if my creek is high, my track holds a bunch of moisture. Like I can I can go out there and just drive vehicles on it, and it'll bring moisture up into the track. So I would have to say it's the same way everywhere. I mean, um, we're all racing at uh, Rusty's house later tonight. <laughs> when you have a severe deficit, it has to be really difficult or virtually impossible to get moisture into the track and let it stay. All right, real quick, uh, as we're up against it here, let's uh, talk about what's going on this weekend, assuming that the rain holds off, shall we? Okay. I'm asking your permission there. Yeah, well. Lima Land's running tomorrow night. It's the uh, UNOH University of uh, Northwest Ohio. Is that what it is? Yeah, don't spend a lot of time on this. 21st anniversary. It's also the rescheduled 17th annual uh, Kaiser. 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 I forget his name. I'm sorry, Jerry. Uh, the 17th annual uh, Keezer Memorial, uh, 410 non-wing sprints, modified Thunderstocks, 1,000 to win for the Thunderstocks. That's the uh, Keezer Memorial. Pig Gate opens at 4.30 racing at 7.30, and uh, tickets just 12 bucks for that at uh, Lima Land. Fingers crossed. Uh, Friday night also at Attica. It's the Fast 410 sprints, Fast 305 sprints, 1,000 to win for those guys. And it's the Attica Oakshade uh, Late Model Challenge Series. Gates open at uh, 5, racing at 7.45. Tickets there are $15. Oakshade uh, has the uh, second part of the Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge series. It's the finale, actually the last event of that, uh, assuming we get this in. And when I looked at the points, uh, there's like 
the top three were only separated by just a few points. I think it was she, uh, Devin Shields, Ryan Missler, and I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Kester up there. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But uh, it's a pretty tight uh, battle going in there. Um, also, Sportsman Bombers, Compacts, Gates of Four, Racing at Seven, tickets 12 bucks. That's Oakshade. Flat Rack in action with the Moran Chevy uh, Stan Yee Memorial 150. Uh, featuring the Arca Gold Cup uh, late models, Moran Chevrolet late models, uh, figure eights, pit gate at one thirty, racing at seven, general admission twenty bucks for advanced tickets, twenty five dollars day of at Fly Rock. So that's a pretty big event. Fremont in action with the uh, Kier's Speed Shop Saturday night. It's also a throwback night. Um, four ten sprints, three hundred five sprints, dirt trucks, late models, gates open at four, racing at seven. 15 bucks general admission there. Waynesfield on Saturday night as well. They're having the uh, Waynesfield Raceway Park Lima Land non-wing double down. Uh, non-wing sprints, modifieds, tough trucks, compacts, pit gates at four, racing at seven, 12 bucks general admission. And finally, Sandusky Speedway on Saturday night with the CRS trucks, street stocks, renegade stocks, gates open at four, racing at 10, and that is your bargain uh, price, $10 there at Sandusky Speedway. A lot of racing that could happen if only. It may happen, yeah, we'll see. Keep an eye on uh, your favorite tracks, uh, Twitters, websites, uh, Facebooks, all that stuff. We'll keep you updated to uh, from what I see on the Hammerdown Racing Report Facebook page. Don't forget to uh, visit our website, HammerdownRacingReport.com. If you want to be a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report, like Ron Miller Race Cars, Rusty Schlenk Race Cars sounds pretty good. Yes, it does. We could probably make that yeah. happen. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. Uh, Maybe a couple of free cones or something from... The dairy bar there? Uh, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> we're actually closing the not, dairy bar down. Are we really? Yep, yep. I asked, Mom, Mama gonna, wants to go racing there's more. There's going to be a lot of disappointed people. Mama wants to go racing more, so. I think yeah, I that's, understand. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame her. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to stay home and make ice cream cones. If you need a race car, race car parts, safety equipment, what else are you doing? Street car parts. And everything. Straighten your go-kart. Go, you do go-kart stuff now? Oh, too? yeah. Okay. Rear end repairs, drag cars. My rear end needs a, a little, yeah, work, little it's, work. It's your ankle that needs the work that there, too, kid. Yeah. Uh, give uh, Ron a call, 734-856-7223. That's, seven, or that's 856-RACE. That's us. There you go. Also, follow him on uh, follow Ron Miller Race Cars on Facebook as well. Yeah. Good stuff. We'll be back in action next week, 7 o'clock, Facebook Live. Also, catch us uh, on demand on iHeartRadio. Thanks to Dave Kemmer helping out with booking. Um, that's it, I think. Oh, yeah, if you want to be a sponsor, email me, call me, whatever. Scott Hammer at iHeartMedia.com. Call you whatever? Call me whatever, yeah. All the uh, information's on uh, HammerDownRacingReport.com. So, there you go. Thanks, uh, Rusty Schlink, for uh, coming in tonight and uh, sharing your experiences with the Hell Tour for 2018. You probably have to have about four more episodes to get really get all my experiences. <laughs> to get all the dirt? It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> all right, well, wait, one last question for those who stuck around. A few people have left because they think we're done. What was the craziest thing that happened on or off the track? Oh, it's, That's got to be the flip for sure. I mean, it, that, that whole three-day span there with flipping the race car and, and completely – Tearing down a race car and putting a... I've never reclipped a halo. That's the first halo I've ever... I'm sure you've done a few. I have. I've raised a few. You know, you get a really tall driver. Yeah. And, but but uh, I've, I've never taken a... I mean, we took our night off and went to CJ's and completely cut the car in half and put a new halo on it and, and went racing the next day. That's that's definitely probably the craziest thing I've ever done. Any crazy stuff you saw in the pits with other teams or anything? Uh, not really. No. I mean, it was uh, nothing Just, too nothing too crazy. You're letting me down. I was I hoping there would be something there. There's, there was probably lots of stuff, but we were so busy working, right. we didn't see it. <laughs> well, if you'd stop rolling over. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Well, again, thanks for coming in, uh, Rusty. Ron. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in, because you do anyways. I do, yeah. Your, your attendance is 100%. So far, you're going to get a perfect attendance award. Okay. He's got that at Oakshade for like the last 72 years. Yeah. Well, the 72 70, years. It's got to be close. 73, yeah. <laughs> how, how, how many now, Ron? <laughs> I don't know. Um, when did starting, they start starting in '85, so way too many. I was gonna say yeah. the first year of the track ran. You was know what's real, and I know we're out, we're out of time. But I was playing with the calculator the other day, figuring an, an average of 40 laps a night uh, between hot laps and heat races and whatever. A um, little over 30,000 laps. That's a lot. That's it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it just. 
I thought I had a lot of laughter on that it, place. It, it stunned me. Well, and, and then somebody <laughs> took a picture of Steve Rowe, Roddy Schroyer, and I. I've seen that. And uh, I have no idea between the three of us how many. <laughs> how many gallons of uh, racing fuel? Oh, I don't know, Scott. Through. Let's I'll do have, some more math. We'll have to do that one. You how know, many laps per Don't gallon. put that on there. You have all sorts of environmental people on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and every bit of it was left there yeah <laughs> all right that's it we're gonna leave now we're gone all right don't forget to tune in next week seven o'clock follow us on uh facebook.com slash hammer down race report we'll see you next show, uh, show week. number 43 yeah it's the richie richard petty edition next week that's it bye You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.